0: Texans go in front.
1: There is no off season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming.
0: (laughs) The Texans say they have it and they do.
1: Now it's Texans All Access. Hello Texans and welcome to the program that takes
0: you inside NRG Stadium when the stadium is open, but it's not right now, so we're taking you inside my house, Johnny's house, whoever else's house we're going to tonight as we'll talk Texans football, NFL draft, it's coming up, it's like a game week, I feel it, the excitement is there, look, there's a lot going on in the world, I get it, but we are here to distract, to be a diversion, I could talk about coronavirus for an entire hour, but nobody wants to hear me do that. Does anybody <laughs> want to hear me do that? No. And Johnny Harris, John Harris joins us now. Johnny, uh, I think you're with me on that, right? Nobody wants to hear me talk about the Rona. Oh no, I don't think. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. To be honest, uh, might there might be takes.
2: some people. There might be some people that wouldn't mind hearing you talk about it. Uh, mm. They would find it maybe to them they find it informative. Maybe to some they find it funny. Um, some would find it, um, maybe a mix of both. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I tried, I tried this long ago that, and, and I've kind of, I've tried to live by this philosophy as much as I can. Don't talk about things that you don't know anything really about. So when people have asked you <laughs> about coronavirus, <laughs> I've been like, listen, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know, I know football, um, and and I know sports and competition. And outside of that, you're you know uh, you're you're not going to be very uh, you're not going to get lucky with me. So I just I talk about the things that hopefully I know a little something about, and then we yep. go on from there.
0: Well, I will say one thing though, because it reminds me of sports in this way that much of the media. The way the reporting is done, data is given out, and it's not really complete, in my opinion, because there's so much more I want to know. I guess they're doing the best they can in some cases. But, you know, you see these numbers, and you want to know more details about the numbers. Uh, You know, we're getting very basic stats here. We're getting you know, RBI, home runs. We need VORP. we need, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff like that. We need the deeper Bill Jamesian numbers. And it, yeah. I, like I said, easier said than done. But uh, that's what I'd like to see in order to make really good decisions. Not that they're my decisions to make, but uh, the people who have the power to make those decisions can make really informed decisions. So that's here's, all I'll say about that. Here's kind of what I feel like. Mm-hmm. I sort of feel like a lot of media people out there
2: that, have to follow the draft and they kind of read what everybody else is saying about it. And then they just kind of piggyback on that. So when they're asked about it, they're like, oh yeah, well, I can speak about that because I read what some other person said about it. So that's kind of the way I am. If somebody asked me, I'm like, "Well, you know, I just read a little while ago that uh Dr. Fauci said that the Redskins should actually trade out of the number 2 pick." <laughs> so, you know, you got that kind of thing working.
0: Maybe Dr. You. Fauci's going to do a, a mock draft. Dr. Fauci's mock draft. Oh, no. Dr. Fauci's
2: that- mock draft would be absolutely awesome. It, it would, would be huh? fantastic. Really? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean the Joe Burrow of that draft would be hand sanitizer.
0: Okay. Um, oh, that uh, I see what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, I mean, is that above masks? masks
2: well, at first, yeah, mask, maybe ventilators just in case you got to go to that level. Um I would I would think, think agents. but hold on though. Hold on. What? In 2018, hand sanitizer was just there. You know what I mean? It was just kind of there. It did its job, but it was just kind of there. In yeah. 2019 on into 2020, hand sanitizer went to a whole different level just like Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's ex- in, in, in every <laughs> family in the United States and in the world needs hand sanitizer now, just like yeah. the Bengals need Joe Burrow. So, I just did so it. Joe Burrow I is just hand did
0: sanitizer. I got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yep. because I, you know, from one of our vendors, I got a whole. It wasn't that much, but it was like a bag full of hand sanitizers, oh. little uh, containers with yeah, their yeah, logo yeah. on it. It's and gold. You know where it is? It's in the office right now where I can't get to it. <laughs> it's in my office in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. I was like, eh, I, don't I don't want to throw this out, but I'm no, not gonna, No. You know So well, what am I gonna do? Well the other day, in a in a
2: in a similar way, I my wife and I got in a car. I can't remember where we had gone. We had gone I think this is when we were down at Galveston. We'd gone in the car or we oh we had gone to to uh, Walmart down at yeah. Galveston. And we, I got in the car and my wife goes, here. And I was like, what? And she starts to put hand sanitizer in my hands. And I'm like, where did you get that? And it was the same kind of thing. It was a company that they were doing business with that had given them little tiny bottles of hand sanitizer with their logo on it. And I was like, man, that's gold, Jerry. That is gold, and so um, I've been able to have a little hand sanitizer. I've got a little wipes in the car. got my mask. My mom in Wisconsin, uh, through the snowstorms they've had the last couple of weeks, she made some masks and sent them. A couple of Texans uh, uh, helmet masks that she sent. Very, very cool stuff, which is a little better than the Crown Royal pouches I saw in Cro- at Kroger the other day, so we're, uh, we're all set.
0: Boy, the Crown Royal pouches are really doing well. I mean, in, is, the, yeah. in the in um, the free agent mask construction, <laughs> yeah, they exactly. are definitely leading the way. Yes, uh, Johnny. A um, couple of things before we get going here. I want to talk about Gronk in a moment here, but you know, we were talking about how the media interprets things, and and I think one shining example of this, and shining in not so hot a way, was. The first-round freakout last year, and somebody just tweeted this, uh, a a fan just tweeted this in response to something else, and it just reminded me of the first round last year when Philly jumped in front of the Texans (sighs) and took Andre Dillard, and the freakout was so strong from the media. How could you let this happen? How did you not trade up as if, you know, that was known that Philly was going to do that? Uh, And all these other things, like you totally blew it, blew it, blew it. And they picked Dillard, and mm-hmm. the Texans picked Titus Howard. Now I know we're early on in the careers of both these young men, and they're both good players. I guess uh, I guess Dillard is, but you tell me, how's that working out so far? How's that <laughs> playing out? That is one? that a loaded question? Well, I just I, Am, I, I'm I just walking bringing this in... up because you know people freak out when things yeah, are done, yeah, and and then after a while. They often, and I give you credit because you weren't a big fan of the Dwayne Brown pick in oh, wait, Sorry to bring that up again. And okay. that, but you later said, look, I was wrong about that one. And you've said it multiple times to his face, actually. Yeah. And I give you a lot of credit for that because you can't always be right doing what you do. And too many people don't admit when they were actually wrong. Like I had people, they were like spitting venom. And spitting is not a good yep. thing in these days or any days, I guess. Uh, that the Texans didn't take Reggie Bush or Vince Young back in 06. Like, they, they were ready to divorce the Texans for life. They made up. There was a reconciliation. But tell me about Dillard and Titus Howard so far a year in.
2: Yeah, it's it's so funny because if you remember, we we had Brian Gain on a, that week with us. Mm-hmm. And I asked him the question because I know it's happened to me. As I've gone through this and, and – you know, have done draft analysis for years. There are players that I, and uh, I, I have crushes on. Like I love, like I love Marlon Davidson from Auburn. I love Logan Wilson from Wyoming. Those are some of my favorites. I love Clyde Edwards-Elair. Well, last year uh, I had a few and I asked Brian Gaines, said, do you get draft crushes? And he kind of looked at me and he got what I was saying. And I don't, I don't, I don't think he really wanted to kind of buy into it, but he kind of answered it like in essence, yes. So I remember after it happened, I was walking out of my office that night, and I was going to get something out of the break room, and I was and I saw Brian, and he was talking to a couple people, and he stopped. He said, "Hey John, remember that question about draft crushes?" And I said, "I said yeah," and I said, "Was he yours?" And he said, "Yeah, he was all of ours." And I thought that was pretty interesting. And then what Bill said the other day about what Titus did in the, in the meeting room at, in Indianapolis. You know, yeah. <laughs> almost throwing my tablet through, or Timmy Kelly through the window, you know, showing yeah. him what he would do, having to scoop a three technique. And I just, I, I found all these stories fascinating. But I remember when we went to Los Angeles in week three. And we, because we've only get to, get to watch um, activation uh, at practice, we didn't get to see them line up at all on an offensive line. And so about an hour and a half, two hours before the game, we heard, hey, Titus is moving over to tackle and Sharping's moving into guard. We're going with this offensive line. And oh, by the way, we're facing Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, are we sure about this? Rookies. And then that afternoon, those guys were phenomenal. Yep. Titus gave up one pressure, you know, on the Jordan Akins play, you know, Titus, you know, got beat by Ingram on that play. And Deshaun was able to get out of it and find Aikens. But for most of that day, Titus was phenomenal. And I found it interesting in talking to people throughout the league, kind of asking our scouts, you know, what what was it about Titus? And I talked to to James Lipford for a while, and he's like, you know, we just went back and forth. He was like, man, it was the night before the draft. Just couldn't really sleep. We were excited about it. We were We thought that maybe Philadelphia was going up to get Titus. And so they were a little panicked about that. But when they went and got Dillard, they felt – they were like, oh, good. Okay. Because Howard was a guy that they really wanted right. all along. He's right. tough. Um, he's – he doesn't back down from anybody. I remember the first day in pads, I don't know if there had been some trash talking going on, but he and DJ Reader got into it. I mean, during during the whistles. they And Reader got him the first time and started talking some trash. And the next couple of times, Titus got him. And I thought, okay, That's what you want to see in a rookie, a guy that answers. Now, Dillard's still got, you know, the ability to play in a a passing game and and be a a really good pass-protecting left tackle. But I think if the Eagles had to do it all over again, they would realize that Titus Howard was kind of a Philly guy. Like, he's Philly tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's Philly. He's got kind of that toughness. Right. And he's got that. You know, Dillard doesn't have – Dillard's a little bit more finesse guy. Howard – Titus has no problem driving you into the dirt and then telling you about it. And that's a little, that's kind of the way Philly likes their, their guys. Uh, yeah. And I think they would have appreciated that. So I think Dillard's got a little bit of a ways to go. I think T- Titus still does. Um, but we'll see how it goes in Philadelphia with, with what they're going to do. I mean, they, look, they've got two great tackles. Getting up there in age a little bit, Lane Johnson and, and uh, Jason Peters. But Titus came to the right situation, and I think by adding Laramie Tunsell, it allowed Titus to move over the right tackle, let him be comfortable. He was, t- he was comfortable at both, but I think right tackle he's going to settle into very well. Um, and I think we're going to look back a year later. We're doing it now. We're looking back going, you know what? Hopefully year after year after year, we'll continue to look back and go, that was the right pick. But after one year, I think you could absolutely say that it was definitely the right move to have Titus Howard come to Houston uh, and Andre Diller go to Philadelphia.
0: Boy, could you imagine the freak out if Dillard wasn't picked by Philly and he was available and the Texans went for Howard like they were going to anyway? That would have been even more freak out. Uh, So there was a lot of freak out. But so far, so good. And look, we're a year into this thing and and tackles, offensive linemen, every position can improve a lot year one to year two and beyond. But I, I think that's just an interesting thing to point out, because. I mean, first-round freakouts have happened before 2010. Kareem Jackson picked 20th. Everybody knows the Texans need a corner. Well, you got to take Kyle Wilson, right? I mean, he's really good. Or Devin McCourty. Now, McCourty turned out to have a great career. I'm not going to take anything away from McCourty. He's awesome. But seriously, Kareem turned out to be an excellent player for this franchise. After the shaky rookie year, Jonathan Joseph gets here and – Whatever else happens to Kareem, you want to talk year one to year two improvement. He's a starting corner on the number two defense in the National Football League in his second season in the league. So you know you have that. You have first round freakouts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Brown turned out to be was he the best tackle in that draft or a second best tackle? Oh no, and he was, he the, was the best guy taken. Yeah,
2: he, he was the best. He was the best. I don't think All there right. was any question in that. He was he was phenomenal. And I think yeah. you know it's funny. I would talk with Dwayne about this over the years, and I said he taught me two lessons. And number one was you got to be patient. You have to be patient, especially with draft picks. You can't just start making declarations after the the moment after somebody's picked. And the second one, also, and it it really, it's interesting because Titus reminds me of Dwayne, but what Dwayne taught me was, if you have an athlete, and Dwayne is a really good athlete, and he's got the desire to be great, then you're going to end up having a pretty good player as long as he stays healthy. If you have an athlete, which is what Titus is, and this is why I think Titus will be very good, because he's athletic, he's strong, he's tough, he's got all those intangibles, and he wants to be great. It's about playing football and being a professional football player, not the acclaim he gets for being a Texan or an NFL player. So I think that's the thing that really drives Titus. That's why I think he'll end up being great. That's what Dwayne really taught me, is that if you have an athletic lineman like that that wants to be great, That guy more than likely, worst case, will be a very good NFL player, if not a great one.
0: Johnny, I got distracted by this 2010 draft just looking back on it. There were some receivers in this draft that got picked not in the Uh, first round, like Emmanuel Sanders in the third round. That's not Hmm. bad. Golden Tate late in the second round. Not bad at all. Two guys who are still in the league. And how about this one? Antonio Brown in round six. Six. How about (laughs) this one? Joe Webb, wide receiver in round six. I love Joe. I love Joe Webb.
2: <laughs> Joe Webb. Joe. Hey, how about Cincinnati
0: getting Gino Atkins and Carlos Dunlap in one draft? Oh my gosh, did they hit that right? Did and and hit-
2: Gino was the fourth round pick. <laughs> yes, right. I think yes. Gino was the fourth round pick, and I think Dunlap was the third. And I remember when they drafted Gino. I remember thinking, "Hey, Gino from Georgia. That's going to be kind of interesting." But I was not. I, I and I had watched Gino. Pretty closely at Georgia and I thought, eh, you know, good player. But I mm-hmm. there was nothing really where I went, Okay, this guy's gonna turn into an absolute game wrecker. Um yeah. and that's really what he's turned into, and we get to see him again this year.
0: Boy, you no know, wonder why the Bengals caught fire. You know, they got Dalton in the second round in twenty eleven, right? But yep. this draft in twenty ten, they got Jermaine Gresham Gresham in the first round, which was a good, you know, solid tight end pick for them. Yeah, yeah, guy yeah. who helped them uh Helped them do a lot of things. And Dunlop, like I mentioned, and, um, oh, they took Jordan Shipley in the third round. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Right in front of Colt McCoy, who got picked
2: by Cleveland. Oh, go.
0: Hey, you didn't know this, Mark. I'm sure you
2: didn't know this. But Jordan Shipley and Colt McCoy were roommates.
0: Oh, I know. What do you mean?
1: No. Oh, I'm I, sorry. <laughs> I'm so gullible. I walked right into that one. I mean, I walked right yeah. into that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's
0: yeah. you knew that. No, it was awful. I mean, that's just so that that was so publicized. <laughs> yeah. uh, terrible. Uh, but you know, didn't you think what happened to Shipley? By the way, concussions or what happened? Uh
2: yeah, I think it was con- I think it was concussions. I mean, it was an injury of some sort. That's too um, bad
0: with him because he, uh, you know, Colt still around you know shipley yeah. not so much as far as professional football playing status goes all right coming up we have to react to gronk i mean it's the story of the day oh, in yeah. the nfl on draft week and we've got more likely to happen and also look some of the best shows in television history used laugh tracks right so what's wrong with the nfl piping and fake crowd noise if it comes to that i'll tell you what it's coming up on texans all access
1: Touchdown! Texans
3: Radio continues in a moment. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up make sure you follow the texans on facebook twitter instagram and snapchat and take the texans with you wherever you go with the texans app and never miss an update Hey, friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org Texans. Ah,
4: the pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide.
3: Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the waitlist and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall.
4: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
1: Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Download the Texans mobile app. Okay, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with
0: you. Having fun Tuesday night, getting ready for the draft on Thursday. It'll be Johnny, Andre Ware, me, Robert Hensley will be on helping us out. Round one coverage. Live at 7. First, DP City hosts Texans All Access with John McClain and John Harris at 6. Then the draft at 7. First round action. No picks for the Texans, but plenty of drama in the draft. We did it this way two years ago. It was a lot of fun. Friday night, John Harris, me, Clint Sterner, we will be of the air. Rounds 2 and 3. Jack Easterby will join us after rounds 2 and 3 are done. All this coverage presented by Miller Light, by the way. Then Saturday, Early shift has Sean Pendergast, Wade Smith. I think I called Wade Smith Wade Phillips on a recent show. Uh, anyway, uh, he knew the difference. Wade Smith, Johnny, and Sean in the early shift. Next up, it'll be me, Johnny, and... Wait, what? what is it again? No, no, it's... <laughs> Johnny, it is Seth Payne, you and Sean, in the early shift. Then me, Wade Smith, and you in the middle of the day Saturday. And then you and me finish it out. So, see, I'm already confused about our coverage. We'll be putting this all out there for you, though. It's going to be good. I think I lost John. Did I lose John Harris? It's like he... Oh, he's rerouting. And rerouting... Somebody gave me a great prank on Zoom today where kids did this i think you take the teacher or you could do this with anybody on zoom i guess if you're hosting or something and you change their name to reconnecting (laughs) so they see that or something like that and they don't know they're i mean they they think they're not on but they really are i don't know there's some kind of prank that are that people are playing on zoom so that's going around right now so anyway that's your draft coverage lineup there'll be a quiz on this later all presented by Miller Lite, every round, every pick. And to have John Harrison is going to be monumental because he's the one who does more work on this, and I'll say this very confidently, than any other host in any major market. You know, he having him is like having one of these national guys on, one of these Todd McShay, Mel Kuiper, whoever you like, Daniel Jeremiah. We've got John Harris. He puts in the time, puts in the work every pick he doesn't have to look it up every other media member is googling like crazy once you get passed through round one definitely round two uh but johnny's right on it knows these guys well all right so while we wait for john to uh, reroute get hooked back up and john jump in anytime that you get back on while we wait for that rob gronkowski is a tampa bay buccaneer i thought this was from the onion or something i didn't know what was going on i was running an errand today And get this. I mean, this is just fun for me. Vanderkid, who's now 14 years old, by the way, calls me and says, Dad, Gronk is going to Tampa Bay. And I said, look, you just got hoodwinked. There's no – what are you talking about? He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. But Gronk is going to Tampa Bay. He unretires, and the Patriots trade him to Tampa Bay for a fourth-round pick. And I think it was Steve Palazzo from Pro Football Focus said, hey, the story here is Belichick just traded a wrestler for a fourth-round pick (laughs) and a seventh went to Tampa Bay. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good take right there because what value does Gronk have unless you're going to send him where he wants to go, right? I mean, there's no question. John, you back with us? I am back with us. All right. With with us, yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, I'm back. So, with it. Sorry I, I about mean, that.
0: Reaction, gut, gut reaction. Your way, gut reaction. Gronkowski and Brady reunite. I, I said, um,
2: I've said this. Uh, I, I don't know how many times. Especially as it pertains to the draft. Nothing, nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing, absolutely <laughs> nothing. You think of the sh- most, sh- the shot, the, sh- the most shocking thing in football that you have heard over the last how many ever years. And uh, I know so I know what some people are in Houston thinking well when DeAndre Hopkins got traded hmm oh, uh, not nothing well, shocking locally that's true. No, yeah but still I mean nationally that was shocking for some people um yeah. it's nothing surprises me and when I saw it, the first thing I thought was, okay, what's the compensation? what will the Patriots get back and there are two ways you can look at this number one, if you're a Patriots fan you're you're thinking well, okay Belichick. Essentially eh, ran, you know, ran off Gronk. Gronk still obviously wanted to play more football, but he didn't want to do it for New England. He didn't want to do it for Bill Belichick. The other side is going, Bill Belichick just traded a retired player for a fourth rounder. So that's the other that's the other way you can you can uh, you can look at that as well. Is he traded a retired player for a for a fourth rounder? I to me it's kind of the right way of saying this, it's kind of clean for all parties. The Patriots get a little something. Gronk gets to come back to the game that he really enjoys playing. He gets to play with his guy Tom Brady and Mark. Most importantly, they get to do it in the
0: NFC. Oh, that was my that was my gut reaction. The NFC. I was like, I I, I felt a tiny tinge, like a tenth of a second tinge of like, oh, but then it was like, oh, NFC. I don't have to worry about Gronk with the New England Patriots. He's with Brady over there. Let them worry about it. Let them duke it out with the Saints and the Panthers Mm -hmm. and the Falcons and try to make the playoffs that way. And Right? Seven teams per conference now, so they've got a better shot to get in as a wild card. Or maybe they shine and win the division. I don't know. But I was so happy about that part of it because if it was Brady in New England with Gronk and then the nightmare yeah. continues and the evil empire and everything like that we don't want to have to deal with it. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the Patriots do with this draft. Because, you know, are they going to take a quarterback? What's going to happen? I mean, this is there's a lot in play here, a lot of good stories coming out of that angle of it and it's funny because we have friends i mean i have a lot of friends who are patriots fans because i used to live in that part of the country and some of them are are saying well i'm still going to root for brady and and i am rooting for brady almost more than i'm rooting for the patriots and i thought what mm-hmm. what after everything you've been through you're mm-hmm. and like, far be it from me to defend the new england patriots but uh, that's how powerful it is that's how powerful yeah. he is that's that you know we've all been watching the jordan uh, uh series right we've all been watching yeah. the last dance and you know brady is michael jordan of the nfl i mean and then some maybe i don't know how mm-hmm. i mean six rings six rings uh you know i know over a longer period of time whatever i mean brady is one of the biggest stars in the history of the league and he carries a lot of weight so the, he, i when uh, on the last dance
2: i, I think it was Michael Wilbon who said it and it got me thinking as you were saying there right there. Now, physically and this is the hard part, because physically Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan were fit in, at their primes. They were so much more physically gifted than the the others in their sport. I mean, maybe not Ali, but the physical gifts were there with what they could do. I don't know if Tom Brady ever had physical gifts. I think his was just a mental and a you know a competition gift that he had. I mean, the, the ability to compete the way that he could and to do it as efficiently and effectively as he did. But it got me saying, Michael Wilbon said, Babe Ruth and Muhammad Ali, that Michael Jordan that was the only class of athletes that he was in. And then he said a little bit later that Michael Jordan was the greatest team sport player there ever was. And as you were talking about Tom Brady, it got me thinking... Has Brady overtaken him? Has Brady overtaken Jordan as the greatest all-time player in a team sport?
1: Mm.
0: Well, look, you'll still have the LeBron people coming in here, right? Yeah. Even well, though the let rings them, aren't let there. Them yeah. Let them
2: come on in. Let them come on in.
0: Yeah, look, uh, and it's funny because you and I have these debates with our millennial friends in the department <laughs> about Jordan yeah. and LeBron. I, I, You know, somebody tweeted the other day, it's possible to like both of them. You know, you don't have to pick a side. And often in debates of who's better, who's the better all-time athlete, it's not like you're saying the other guy sucks, okay? Like, Jordan's terrible. Right, <laughs> or, right. LeBron is awful. How can you right. say – no that is not true he's not awful neither guy uh it's fun watching this jordan thing because it was it was such a crammed in period of time i know he had the two years where the rockets won the championship and all Mm -hmm. that where he didn't do it uh but still you're looking at six out of eight that's huge right there and that's not a long time i mean for brady he went a decade without winning a championship at all so you know this is over a 20-year period with tom brady so it's a little bit of a different deal it's not quite the the basketball not an individual sport either but the individual means so much I mean just look at the uh beginning of episode two where they're talking about having to get along without Scotty Pippen and right, how difficult right. that was for them in the early going of that year all right Johnny let's play some more likely to happen you ready to go here let's do it let's do it all right let's see what we get
4: more likely to happen
0: all right more likely to happen pick number 40 somebody in the front seven or the field are you taking the field, meaning any other position group other than linebacker or D-line? So somebody in the front seven or anything else more likely to be the selection for the Texans to pick number 40. Well, I'm going to stick to my guns here and go
2: with the field. Because in my mock draft at footballtakeover.com, I went with Grant Delpit, who's still on the board, uh, at number 40. Uh, So I went with, with Grant Delpit. Now, there are a few... Defense alignment still on the board. In fact, I think Justin Matabike went off just before that. A couple picks prior to that um, in my mock to Carolina. Um, Neville Gallimore went off a little bit later. So the the Texans are in a sweet spot. The more I think about this, and it was funny because um, I was out today getting a hundred and fifty foot Ethernet cable um, to run upstairs, so I could be upstairs uh with the door shut for the whole draft because you know my family doesn't like the draft the way that I do and they didn't want to sit and listen to me and I didn't think you'd really want to sit and listen to them during the draft so I was out and as I was out I w- I got on Twitter as I was sitting at a stoplight and I saw Wade Smith and he was like man Marlon Davidson from Auburn that's the guy the more that I've thought about this that's um that's the guy people say who do you want that's the guy I want that's the guy that I really really want but I had him going in in the first round so Because I had him going in the first round. Obviously, he's not going to be there number 40. But I think this is kind of the sweet spot for some of those players if there are some surprises that push some players down. And maybe at that point, if if the Texans felt like I did and felt like, hey, wait a second. He's in that back end of the first, right at the beginning of the second. Maybe we can trade up. Maybe we can move up and go get him. This is a guy that can be a game changer for us. He's He's perfect. He'll be perfect in the locker room. This is... Uh, the way to go. And I saw Wade Smith tweeting about it. I thought it was just hilarious because Clint and Sterner and I talked about it last week. We are both on board. But I just don't think he's going to be there. I think there are going to be a few other defensive linemen off the board. But I do think other positions will be there. I think safety will possibly get pushed down the board such that you could have an Antoine Winfield Jr. uh, from Minnesota. You could have a Grant Delpit. You could have a playmaker type at safety And I think you're gonna have some edge rush possibilities even further beyond that. So I do think the field is the way to go. So more likely to happen the field. All right, let's go to
0: the next next one here.
4: More likely to happen.
0: Quarterbacks drafted in the AFC South this weekend. Three or something else? Three quarterbacks get drafted or some other number in the AFC South. That actually three is a lot. I should have picked a different number. I think it's overall drafted.
2: I think it's two. I think okay. in my I think in my mock draft I think I gave. Well, the Jaguars
0: I had. I mean, the Jaguars are trying, trying to figure out what the Jaguars are going to do. Well, they got Minshew and Josh Dobbs, and I yeah. guess I guess a free agent is still a possibility. I mean, if well, you want to bring in Winston or something, but that's going to cost you some money. It's not going to be free. Put it that way. Eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, they have twelve picks. So.
2: I could absolutely see them, and this this actually kind of came out perfect to me, and it scares me a little bit because Houston County is not all that far away from Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. and Houston County is where Jake Fromm played his, his high school ball, and I have Jake Fromm going to them at pick number seventy three. Now, I've when I look at what I ended up mock drafting to Jacksonville because I did a seven round mock, uh, I, I that's a it's a really really good draft for Jacksonville. But I had From going at seventy three. Now, Indianapolis, I don't remember I wanna say I did not give them a quarterback. They don't have as many picks this year. Two, four, six. They just have seven straight up. Plus and, they have Brissette, Rivers, right. They still so, have
0: Kelly on the roster for the moment.
2: Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And then in Tennessee, I don't think I gave Tennessee a quarterback either. Mm-hmm. So I have one. And I and I did not with the Texans. Uh, having seven picks. I did not pick a quarterback. This is, yeah. to me, once you get beyond Herbert Love to a Burrow, you know, From. I like Fromm. But after that, uh, you know, there's Jacob Eason, who I do not like at all. Uh, Jake Luton is sort of a a, a sleeper project, six seven out of Oregon State, uh, big, tall passer. Um, but there's nothing really to write home about. So... That's why I was really conservative with the amount and the number of quarterbacks I put in this thing. So I think under three, I would absolutely say under three. And other people say, well, what about the Texans? Don't they need a young quarterback? Well, Alex McGough is on their practice squad, and so I think they're just going to roll with two, three, four. McCarron, two. McGough, three. And Watson, number four. I like that. You know how that does for my OCD. So I think less than three.
0: Okay, let's get to the next more likely to happen. More
4: likely to happen.
0: First round trades, five or more, less than five. More likely to happen. Five or more, less what's than interesting five trades is in the that, first
2: round. What's interesting is, I, I guess on this this mock draft, this mock mock draft that mm. the NFL actually did, the teams did with the NFL, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they forced every team to do a trade to see how that was going to go through. So... You said five. Well, I I think I ended up doing two. And the only reason I did two on my mock draft was trying to figure out the compensation and then making sure that I filtered it all the way through the draft was wow. so incredibly hard. I was so like, wait, I don't you know. You did
0: all seven rounds, yes. every team, all the picks on mm-hmm. footballtakeover.com.
2: Yeah, and and I did two trades, and then I had to make sure I put those trades in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. And so so I get it all done. And I heard Ron and Clint mention the name Antoine Winfield Jr. And I was like, wait a second. I knew I was considering it, but I couldn't remember exactly where I put him. And then I realized I didn't put him anywhere. And he's a top fifty pick. And so now I've got to go oh, back gosh. in. And you know, a mock draft is just this domino effect. And it's like, oh my god. And when I, had, it took me another thirty five minutes to at least get that get that done. But yeah, I did a I did a full seven round mock. Here's. I hear a couple teams. I've heard San Francisco is willing to trade. Seattle, I could see being willing to trade. New England is always willing to dance. Uh, you know, if we were in the first round, we'd be willing to dance, but we're not. But so that's three teams I know that want a deal. I think Detroit, sitting at three, would love to shop that pick. Would absolutely wow. love to shop that pick. So I think five is a really good number. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say that some teams will just back off. Not completely sure about the technology aspect, and just go. You know what? We like this guy to take him. So I, I do think I think there'll be four. I think there'll be four trades. I like the ones I came up with, and they weren't they weren't too too crazy. The one that you texted Dre and I the other night about was the Chiefs going up to get Henry Rugs, and I uh-huh. I almost I almost choked on my sandwich. I was like, no 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 that 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 can't happen. Too oh, much. but it can. It can. It's it's going to be expensive. But they would have to give up their first next year, um, it, which isn't going to be all that valuable if Kansas City is as good as we think they're going to be with Rugs. So they would have to give up a bunch. But here's the other thing: you have to, at some point, you have to have some cheap labor because you got to, if you're the Chiefs, because you got to pay Patrick Mahomes, you got to pay Chris Jones. So eventually, you're just gonna, not going to have enough money, so you're going to have to cut veterans. Well, oh,
0: they cuts, cuts coming.
2: I know, I know. So all of a sudden, you're going to take away two, three, maybe even four mm-hmm. cheap labor opportunities, right? To make one last run, and then all of a sudden, you're going to discard. A, a, you're going to have to discard a number of guys, or decide you're not going to pay Chris Jones and lose maybe the best interior pass rusher in the league. So they can go for it. They can do all they want, or they can sit at 32. Let the draft come to them. And get the best defensive player available, or they can get one of these running backs who everybody has been mocking to them with them, which I don't think they need. But they'll be fine sitting at thirty-two. They'll be completely fine. Cheap labor for this year and for the next three or four years, especially if you hit on a first round pick.
0: All right, let's get to the next one here. As more likely to More have, likely to happen. All right, more likely. We're all watching the last dance, the Jordan thing on ESPN. got a monster rating the other day. Got a, got a rating that's higher than NBA playoff games outside of the finals. So a non-finals NBA playoff rating. high, Well, higher than that. That's what Ooh. the last dance got on Sunday. What do you think the draft's going to pull in? That's a whole Ooh, other subject. Man. All right. Now, more likely to be the next great sports documentary series. Is it Kobe and Shaq Laker years? Oh. Spurs dynasty? Patriots reign? Or the return of the Yankees, the 90s and early-O's Yankees? Is, is that going to be the next next great sports documentary series? Or give me a wild card and do it after the break. Because oh, oh I like we to talk it. about that and NFL on television, what it could possibly look like this fall, and I'm hoping kind of not. It's coming up on Texans All Access.
1: Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. Whether you're scoring touchdowns or touching your toes, you depend on your body
2: just like the pros do. At Houston Methodist, we treat you with the same expert care the Houston Texans have relied on from day one. From the starting lineup to starting a new exercise, your body is made to move, and we have the expertise to keep it that way. Houston Methodist is the official healthcare provider for the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
3: It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation, with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work.
1: Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you.
2: As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans.
0: The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts
2: of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the
3: Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. your hometown Whataburger drive through is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, we've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders
2: from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m.
3: So instead of walking your order to your table, we'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. Whataburger. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team, it's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business? Visit HoustonTexansLux.com.
1: Welcome back to The Conversation. It's Texans All Access on Texans Radio.
0: So the Dow is only down over 600 points today. Okay, thank you. I'm not looking at that anymore. All right, it's Texans All Access. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. A couple of nights away from the NFL draft as Andre, Johnny, and I take you through that first round with Robert Hensley along for the ride. The broadcast crew together together. Doing the draft, and I love it. We'll be out for every single hour of it. All right, Johnny, I gave you that last more likely to happen, and believe me, some of these options make me want to um, lose my lunch, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> other, So we have the last dance that's on right now. Next great sports documentary series, is it Kobe and Shaq, the Laker years with them? Spurs dynasty, a lot of argument whether that's a dynasty or not because all the championships were spread out over so many years. Patriots reign. Or the return of the Yankees in the 90s and early O's, the Jeter Yankees and how they rose back to prominence. And, boy, that one makes me want to vomit, too. But, anyway, what do you think? Or a wild card. Give me one. I Well, the of those, mm-hmm. Kobe Shaq Lakers would be very,
2: very good and be extremely emotional. Mm-hmm. The uh, To me, I'd want to see the Patriots one because it's been yeah. so secretive all yeah. these years. I would yeah. love to see both sides mm-hmm. just have an opportunity to talk through what it was, well, what, what happened, why, why so great, why yeah. so secretive, why just everything about that.
0: You have to let time pass. Everybody has to retire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Including Belichick.
2: I think I think those would be the ones that stand out. I'm going to give you one way way off the beaten path that okay. kind of combines well. I don't know if you remember the name Lorenzen Wright. Yeah, I remember you, he went to Memphis, right? Right, and you remember he was killed, and yeah. apparently his wife either killed him or was be, or behind the killing in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, those are the kind the of documentaries. I don't want to watch a documentary about a guy dying. I don't, that's not it. Right. But the the intrigue of watching the OJ, um, the OJ five. Uh, shows five or six that was so well done and to me it wasn't even the OJ the USC Trojan the Buffalo Bill it was everything that went into the trial and how unbelievable the trial was Lorenzen Wright for some reason that just popped in my head as I was thinking about that I was like that would be really interesting to watch a documentary done on that. I don't think you could do a a 10-parter but that would be a that would be a pretty intriguing one, and I'll I'll give you another. One. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. The night things went awry for Tiger Woods in Orlando.
0: Well, yeah, if you had good information on it, right? And it's almost. But like sometimes when you don't have it, I don't want to bring that up again because I love the Tiger Renaissance going on right now.
2: But that's what I'm was, saying. It could start yeah. with that,
0: and then his comeback, and yeah. then it can end with him winning the Masters last year. You know, golf. Golf is missing a lot of that stuff. I know the Golf Channel has a lot of stuff, but they don't. I don't think they have enough. I mean, a football life, I have that on automatic record, oh, and yeah. I, like, delete 20 at a time because I can't possibly watch all of them. I've, I've watched mm-hmm. a ton of them anyway, but it just keeps recording them over and over and over again because yeah. I don't have new episodes triggered on it. But they have so many football lives. Yeah. Uh, Golf Channel has to do a better job with their people. They just do. With the with the golfers of yesterday and even some today, I want to see these stories. They don't do a good enough uh, job, and that's not for this show. Okay, so you named a couple. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I want to see the inside story of the New England Patriots. There's no question. But I want to see it after. I want them to shoot it in 15, 20 years. So yeah. I'll have to wait around for that and I'll gladly do that.
2: But to your point, though, the other night you made this point, and I, and I thought this was very, very true. We're watching the Bulls, and we're watching this story, and they won six championships. But it wasn't... I mean, the, the 96 team was really good, and the two games the Sonics won, okay, that was... They they got games five and six, I think it was. No, no, no I'm sorry. They got games uh, four and five and sent it to a sixth game, then they won it in six. But... The Jazz played them very, very close in six games. They also did it the following year, very, very close in six games. It wasn't as if this was the most dominant NBA team of all time. The Patriots, it's the same way. They had runs, but I don't know if I would say that those Patriots teams were the best teams of all time. You know what I mean? But in a documentary 15 to 20 years from now, everybody's going to believe that was the case.
0: Johnny, is the What's My Name Muhammad Ali documentary, is that any good, on HBO, came out last year. and it, like, Oh, I, like I loved, was... it. Okay, I loved I mean, it. I loved it. I really like there... liked it. And 95% Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like there wasn't a lot of fanfare around no. it. And there should have been because I'm watching this stuff last night and I'm thinking... Do we have a really great documentary on Ali? And maybe this is it, and I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to wait. I, we do have a great documentary called When We Were Kings that's on the rumble in the jungle. Right. I mean, that's high-detailed stuff. It's awesome. But, you know, I wanted the whole story, and I guess I have to watch this one. All right, let's talk about this now. We don't know what it's going to look like. We're hoping it's going to look like normal, if you will, the National Football League season. You know, last night we mentioned German Soccer League is going to come back but no fans at first, you know. How are we right. going to do it in the NFL? We're inside 4 months to go. What's it going to look like? Fox already weighed in with the possibility. They didn't say definitely, but they said the possibility of crowd noise piped in. Thoughts. What's your reaction to to that? At this
2: point, I'll take football with a laugh track. I don't I don't care, honestly. I mean, I do in that I want to be down on the sidelines. I want to be living through every single play as we always do. But I know that might not be possible right away. Maybe it is. Who knows? But however, however I'm able to consume sports and football in particular again, it doesn't matter. I've been watching so many different college games, and I just sit there, and it doesn't matter whether it's, like yesterday, I was watching Rhode Island versus Ohio, and I just sat and I watched. I just sat and watched. I'm like, "This is awesome." The little score bug down on the bottom, scene. all that. It's like, "Oh, this is so good, it's so fun." I don't care. You could put any sound effects. You could put, um, you could put a fart machine down there. I don't care. Uh, I bring that up because the Colts are doing that documentary again with the next pick, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where in the draft room somebody pulled out a fart machine. Oh, no. And oh Mark, it shut the room down. Ballard oh could not gosh. speak for five minutes. It was absolutely hilarious. But it wouldn't matter to me. You just it's football. And I, I'd be I'd be fine with anything that would allow us to watch football again.
0: You know, I gotta think that uh, if you're gonna play games at all, and especially if you're playing them in the local market, there's gotta be a way to let Twenty thousand people in and socially distance them and then you're thinking and this is just me talking all right i have i have no idea what the conversations are like behind closed doors but if you're going to do maybe a lottery system of season ticket members who Mm -hmm. get to go to certain games because it's better than nothing at that point right right? better than no fans and you give them the option are you willing to do this and you sit three seats apart and two rows apart that kind of thing i don't know Because at least that way you'd get some some noise. You'd get something in the building. Right. Right. That's what we all want. Or you're allowed to sit with the person if you're married to them. It's like if you go to a park or (laughs) if you go to an area now where you're supposed to be socially distant and you're with your spouse, do they break that up? like uh-oh cuz i've seen all sorts of videos you know there are all sorts of videos circulating from all over the planet and you have no idea what's going on there was one from berlin and they're telling people to to stop gathering and you know husbands and wives and you don't know if it's real or not you know there's so much out there you just don't know what to believe but i'm thinking that if we could get some people in the building at the very least that would be great it would be real I don't like laugh tracks on TV, but some of the greatest shows on television have used mm-hmm. laugh tracks. So if we're talking fake noise, I mean, that's fake noise in a, in a TV show. Seinfeld used one. MASH, even the first three years, which are I think are the best television I've ever seen, really. Yeah. Uh, the first three years when Trapper and Henry Blake are still on the show, they used a laugh track. There was no live audience there. And Seinfeld had a live audience, but they add to the laughs with a laugh track. I mean, it, we get used to those kinds of things.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't think... You know, it's funny when you texted me about this. I thought, hmm, I don't think it bothers me too much because it's it it's football. Me. Fake I mean,
0: noise bothers me.
2: I mean, I don't like. I'm, I'm with you. I don't like fake noise, but I don't yeah. think it would bother me because it's just it's football. Yeah, and that will be that'll be good enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Johnny, that was fun. I love talking football with you. Love talking about all this stuff. Are you ready for the draft? Of course you are. You've been ready for weeks. <laughs> oh, people ask you that. You have no other answer but yes, definitely. Of course.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what we do. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to Thursday for sure. So we'll be, we'll, we'll have our Wednesday night draft tomorrow. We'll try and get the whole gang together for that tomorrow, and then sneak uh, peek. What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> there have been some moments, and it sort of goes back to. Your thought on Titus Howard. Titus Howard is going to be our
0: inspiration for the draft tomorrow. Okay. I like this. I like this already. All right, John. Thanks a lot, and thanks to everyone for listening tonight. Thank you, Bridget, for producing tomorrow night, our Wednesday night draft. It's probably – I guess it's the last one. Maybe we can fire that Mm -hmm. sucker back up next week. Who knows? But the actual draft in a couple of nights, and we'll have it all for you right here. Have a great night, everyone. Stay safe, stay healthy, and go Texans.
1: Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Since
2: 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans.
1: Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition.
0: Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an
3: opinion. This player does this and that player does that. And I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car.
4: Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills? At least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
3: Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. March's Star of Courage winner, presented by Apache, is canine officer for Sci-Fair ISD, Glenn Mayo. Mayo has served with the Houston Police Department for 27 years and during his time has won numerous life-saving awards. During Hurricane Harvey, he spent weeks rescuing people with the HPD dive team without taking a second to think about himself. He has truly dedicated his life to serving Houston and ensuring everyone's safety. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our March Star of Courage winner. Right now, we're all safer at home. But should you need a new vehicle, Hyundai has options to shop online, and a participating dealer can deliver it right to you. Plus, you'll make no payments for four months. To find out more, go to buyhyundai.com. Get 0% APR for up to 84 months and make no payments for four months on the 2020
2: Tucson or Elantra. Visit your Houston Hyundai dealer online today. Offers end, 5 4 Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details.
4: Tiff's Treats is now a proud partner of the Houston Texans. Tiff's streets is the original warm cookie delivery company and now has seven Houston area locations with more on the way. Tiff's Treats speaks to order and delivers fresh ooey gooey melt in your mouth cookies right to your door. Order for yourself, as a gift for someone else, or pick them up at any location. Download the new tip streets app to place a delivery order today.
0: Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff caught by
3: Daikin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units
2: they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Daikin is
0: definitely Houston's biggest fan.
2: They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort
0: zone. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community.
4: The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide.
1: This is Texan Radio Sports Radio 610.